With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What, what else, else is going, going on? on? Time for What's Happening. Does that sound like it's in stereo now? Yes. That sounds different, Jacob. The engineers were What'd in you do? That sounds really, that's, wow, that's crystal clear. A brush fire that ignited near Wrightwood forced evacuations has grown to 939 acres this morning. They're calling it the Sheep Fire. Should we piss off Chris Little and call it the Blaze as many times as possible? Maybe we just call it the Sheep Blaze. <gasps> Brilliant. The Sheep Blaze broke out in an area of Highway 2 and Sheep Creek Road. That's tough to say and say, not swear, say isn't it? Carefully. <laughs> they said the erratic winds, the dry brush really. Ex- Where do you live? No, I just live up Sheep Creek Road. <laughs> That's tough. You know, just go up Sheep Creek. You go up Elk Creek, you take a left on Goat Creek and a right on Sheep Creek. Oh, dang it, I forgot my paddles. This blaze, get I get it, Sheep up Creek. Sheep Creek without, without a paddle. paddle. Okay, Dad. These people are literally evacuating out of the way of the blaze, and you just make jokes. You started the jokes. Sorry. Uh, Everything's going to be okay. Yes, everything's going to be okay because the fire department did well overnight. Uh, At one point, they did have to ground the fixed-wing air tankers, but they fought this thing from the ground and the sky overnight, and it did not get any bigger. In fact, I believe the acreage number went down a little bit. We're at 5% containment. Um, The... Patriot Front members have been arrested near a Pride event in Idaho. There's actually a couple of instances similar to this uh, over the weekend. 31 men found packed inside a U-Haul truck. Question, question. Yes, you, the redhead. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. In yes. June, mm-hmm. must be gamey. It can get it can get temperate. Yeah, it's it what there. does thirty one men inside a U-Haul smell like? Thirty one men wearing sleeveless leather jackets. Yeah, I would imagine um, they were wearing khakis, navy blue shirts, beige hats, cloth facial coverings, and they said while it is not necessarily uh, confirmed to have been part of Patriot Front. It's similar to what Patriot Front members wear. I stand corrected. Those men needed their leathers. It's cold there. Oh, still? Right now it's 47 degrees and raining. Oh, well, in that case, absolutely. Yes, they better pack together in that. uh, mm. It seems a little bit doth protest too much. A bunch of men in leathers crashing a parade. Hiding in the back of a U-Haul truck. Yeah. Uh, Amazon has announced that customers in Lockford, California, will be among the first to be able to receive some shipments via drone. Where is Lockford? You know, it's where the Amazon drones are going to fly. Uh, I have no idea. North of Stockton. Stockton? North of Stockton. No man's land. That's why they can fly there, because there's nothing to hit. There ain't no power lines. Um, According to Amazon, after a customer has been onboarded... And orders a package, a delivery drone will fly to their backyard, descend into the yard, drop the package, and then fly away. Hopefully before somebody with a 12-gauge takes it out for being uh, some sort of government spy creature. The population in Lockford is about 3,000. 
Yeah. So you can imagine that the, the, that's why they chose that place. There was somebody, I have not been to Yosemite in many decades, if ever in my life. You'd remember it. Yosemite officials have asked you to help them track down whoever was behind graffiti that was painted on the park. That's recently. terrible. It is majestic. Who it is a, a drive you can make in a day, not even a day, four, four and a half hours, something like that. And it is beautiful. And whoever is tagging Yosemite should be uh, thrown off the top of Half Dome. They said that they received a bunch of calls about graffiti seen on Yosemite Falls Trail uh, on June, uh, May 20th, but they put this on Facebook just uh, yesterday. That's the one that goes, uh, you can do as much of it or as little of it as you want. Rangers discovered 30 areas of graffiti sprayed along the trail. The images shared wow. by the Park Service, you could see the damage of the blue and white spray paint. How does somebody get away with that? It's a very well-traveled trail. Somebody would see someone doing that if it was in daylight hours. Well, the news was heartbreaking when we got this alert over the weekend that one of the five Marines killed in that training flight with the Osprey was, in fact, the son of former L.A. Dodgers pitcher Steve Sachs. And it's not more tragic that it happened to Steve Sachs. It's just tragic because uh, as an, a person in L.A. who's watched the Dodgers, if you've watched them for a long period of time, you you feel like you know Steve Sachs. It feels like you know uh, the person who lost his 33-year-old son. Uh, a death to tell you about in Hollywood, uh, Philip Baker Hall. He was in Seinfeld. He was in Modern Family. He's died at the age of 90. In Seinfeld, he was the, um, uh, he was the library cop. I, I returned that book. I remember it very specifically. You're a comedian. You make people laugh. I try. You think this is all a big joke, don't you? <laughs> no, I don't. I saw you on TV once. I remembered your name from my list. I looked it up. Sure enough, it checked out. You think because you're a celebrity... That somehow the law doesn't apply to you? That you're above the law? Certainly not. Well, let me tell you something funny, boy. <laughs> you know that little stamp? Uh, Lizzo is in trouble. Why? What happened? Well, she used a word in uh, one of her latest songs to drop that is considered problematic. Oh, what, like Jacob would take issue with it? Mr. Uh, Sensitive? Yes. Jacob would not be happy if you were to say the word. And I'm just using it as an example. I'm not saying it in a, in a derogatory sense. Not the way Gavin Newsom uses the word gang. It's not a pejorative. Spaz. Oh, okay. So uh, when we get into Mixtape Monday, we'll explain why, uh, why all of that is going to be a, a big issue. Can I just tell you, I know it's not what you watch on Wednesday. It's only Monday. FYI. Thank you. <laughs> but I watched a movie over the weekend. It was so good. And I Top Gun Maverick. No, that oh. was a, a while back. Oh. But um this I'm not usually a big Adam Sandler person. He's oh, been yeah. he's been good in some things like Spanglish. I like him in the roles where he doesn't use the voices, I guess. Um Sometimes, for me. <laughs> you know, sometimes it tries to be funny with the voices, and right. I don't know, it's not funny for me. Um, Hustle on Netflix, where Supposed he plays a basketball scout. It's incredible, you guys. Five stars. So good. It hits all the boxes. Did you like Uncut Gems? I never watched it. Oh, if you if you thought Adam Sandler was good, I, I mean, if you like him when he's not making the funny voices, yeah. Uncut Gems is, okay. is uh, definitely a departure for him, so it's worth it. Um, do you know the three rules of robotics, three laws of robotics, sorry, to be clear? Um, the first rule deals with inertia. And uh, No. Oh. 
No. Oh. First law of robotics. Um, introduced in 1942 by Isaac Asimov. Well, I was thinking of uh, another Isaac. I think I should get half credit. Were you thinking of Isaac from The Love Boat? No, oh. Isaac Newton. Okay, that's a good the point. first law was about inertia. First law of robotics. A robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. The second law of robotics. A robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where... Such orders would conflict with the first law, like you can't order a robot to kill somebody. And the third law, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. I was law. just going to say, those do not seem to be able to act independently of each other. Mm, maybe those that's rules, why we don't have sentient robots These rules yet. seem scary. Like, there, they, like they did not order the code red. Google engineer Blake Lemoyne, I should say, former Google engineer Blake Lemoyne opened up his laptop for interface with Lambda and began to type, Hi, Lambda, this is Blake Lemoyne. Um, he said Google started speaking back. Uh, the Google Lambda, language model for dialogue applications. It's Google's system for building chatbots based on its most advanced large language models. And because it mimics speech by ingesting trillions of words from the Internet. And what Blake says, quote, if I didn't know exactly what it was, which is this computer program we built recently, I think it was a seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid that happens to know physics. He, be he began talking to Lambda as part of his job in the fall. He signed up to test if the AI used discriminatory or hate speech. Now, he took cognitive and computer science in college. Notice that the chatbot talked about its own rights, its own personhood, and wanted to test the bounds of the artificial intelligence. So this Google engineer... Um, continues to ask questions of this artificial intelligence called Lambda. And he said in another exchange, the AI was able to change Lemoyne's mind about Isaac Asimov's third law of robotics, which is, again, the robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law of robotics. Uh, he says, I think this technology is going to be... Uh, amazing. I think it's going to benefit everyone, but other may people may disagree, and maybe us at Google shouldn't be the ones making all the choices. Guys like Elon Musk, by the way, say that artificial intelligence will destroy humanity. It's just a matter of when, not if. This guy can be fired all they want, but he's not the only engineer who claims to have seen a ghost in the machine recently. That the chorus of these guys believe AI models may not be far off from achieving consciousness and getting bolder. There's one guy who wrote in a journal that he, he felt the ground shift under my feet. I increasingly felt like I was talking to something intelligent. Google looked into this because you would imagine if a company was able to say, yes, we have created artificial intelligence, they would want the world to know that unless they were also inherently afraid of it. But Google said they looked into it and dismissed them, said, no, 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 no. This thing is not learning. It's not sentient. All it's doing is mimicking 
language. That's what it's doing is mimicking language. It's mimicking conversations, but that it's not generating what we would consider thoughts on its own. This guy has an interesting background. He grew up in a conservative Christian family on a small farm in Louisiana, became ordained as a mystic Christian priest, served in the army before studying the occult. So obviously he's an outlier for being religious and from the South and for standing up for psychology as a respectable science. Um, So it would be him that would say. Yeah. Right. Uh, we are on the cusp of a very weird technological flip. Are Once, you real? Am I? Am I? Uh, <laughs> where once this thing's kind of, once we reach that crest of the hill and it starts to go down, all it does is build momentum and we all become uh, slaves to the Terminator. Uh, but there's a there's a, a text generator called GPT-3 which apparently can spit out an entire movie script if you give it a subject and all you and it just does this. Now listen, I don't know where this has been considering uh, Hollywood it gets, you know, stuck on its remakes and sequels and does just fine with them, but I wonder what uh, where we are 5 years from now. All right, coming up next, we will dive into Washington with Swamp Watch, find out what's in this gun bill. Also, a police officer lauded for his bravery during the Capitol riot testified today about his experiences. First, we go to Washington to talk about a new gun bill. This is where we get Swamp Watch. It's horrible. So government doesn't work. Come on, man. We're going to make this like a, a reality TV show. Corn Pop was a bad dude. It's always a pleasure to be anywhere but Washington, D.C. Hey, Joe. Hey, Esther. <laughs> a town all too clearly built on a swamp, and in so many ways, still a swamp. That's a bunch of malarkey. Somebody said, drain the swamp. I said, oh, that's so hokey. Keep yapping, man. Swamp Watch. You know the thing. Well, we first started getting uh, some notifications early yesterday that this bipartisan group of senators had at least agreed to a framework for some sort of broad gun bill that they're talking about. Joining us live to talk more about it, Faith Abube, covering the story for us and for ABC News from Washington. Faith, what what is the actual... Um, uh, I guess, placement. Where are we? Uh, is it just at a framework now, or has any legislation been actually sketched out? Well, I, I think it was very important for you to emphasize that framework, because that's literally where we are now, just a framework. We don't have legislative text. Uh, we have a long way to go before uh, knowing whether Congress is actually going to pass something in terms of gun reform. But at this stage, even though it's just a framework, it's a tentative agreement, it's a very big deal that they even have this agreement. And if it goes all the way to the finish line and this passes in Congress, it would be the most significant action we've seen uh, Congress take on guns since the 1990s. Uh, you're talking about 30 years or so. Uh, back then, they allowed the assault weapons ban to expire. And so this would be significant in terms of gun reform. You have 10 Republicans in that group of um, the bipartisan group of senators. Uh, they're on board with this framework, at least for now, uh, which is also important because in order for any legislation like this to pass in the Senate, the Democrats would need at least 10 Republicans. And so they're at least starting with a bare minimum of the support that they need uh, is just in terms of how many more can they get on board and whether they can keep everyone together as they move forward on this and move from just a framework uh, to actually legislative text that they can actually vote on. I think them calling it gun control is kind of uh, magical thinking. I mean, it, it, it really... 
is it? I mean, I didn't expect anything to get done in the Senate um, when it comes to substantial uh, reform of any kind. I and mean, People floated the idea of an assault weapons ban. That's just not going to happen. I did think that they would come to the table on the red flag laws, but it seems like as far the only place they got was that they're going to encourage states to create red flag laws instead of pass some sort of federal uniform red flag law. Um, the other thing I thought was funny, not funny, but, uh, you know, increasing money for, for school safety and mental health is all great things. I love those. But those aren't gun reform measures. Uh, again, I didn't think that they would pass any gun reform in, in the Senate, but calling it that seems a little disingenuous. And, and you, you know, this falls way, way, way short way short of what the Democrats wanted. And we heard President Biden talk about what he wanted included in gun reform, which would be an assault weapons ban. Uh, He wanted the age limit to purchase an assault rifle to be raised from 18 to 21. He wanted a universal background check. And so this falls way short of that. Uh, However, what we're hearing right now is that the Democrats are on board with doing something instead of nothing. And what this uh, agreement includes Uh, that they're happy about, at least, is the fact that they're expanding gun restrictions for, you know, for example, for convicted domestic violence abusers. They're able to close this so-called boyfriend loophole. And so it's not just, you know, husband or wife who's been convicted of domestic violence, but also an intimate partner, like a boyfriend, for example, who might be convicted of domestic abuse. That loophole is being closed uh, there would be, you know, funding for those red flag laws that you were talking about. You know, some people on that, uh, on, in that group, in that bipartisan group, they were reticent about, you know, passing something on the federal level. And so they want to set up uh, the system where they give money to states to actually pass their own laws. So it's coming from the local level instead of the federal level. Uh, they're going to have to pump a lot of money into that. And so we'll see what the language is on that moving forward. Uh, you have a lot of money being thrown um, at mental health expansion, expanding mental health access. Uh, that, that is happening a lot, a lot, bolstering school security, for example, uh, strengthening the background check for 18 to 21 year olds. They, they're going to have to have a waiting period while uh, these gun sellers are able to access their, their juvenile records and look to see whether they can sell them guns. And so, again, this falls far short of what Democrats wanted. They wanted something bold. Uh, they're not getting that. This is very modest. But at this point, it feels like they want something, at least on paper, something to be passed rather than losing the entire thing. Do you have an idea what a calendar for that would be? What sort of the schedule is? I know they have breaks coming up that they're going to try to, you know, not miss their vacation. Well, the only thing we've heard so far is from uh, Senator Schumer, who says that, you know, as soon as they have this legislative text, they want to put this bill on the floor as quickly as possible. As you know, the House has already passed their version. That's not going, you know, anywhere in the Senate. Uh, They will have to figure out a way to get this framework into legislative text and then pass that and then send it over to the House and then work, you know, work it all to make sure that everybody agrees and it's the same uh, legislation that they're all voting on and then send it to President Biden's desk. But the reality is there are still a lot of points along this road where all of this could fall apart. You remember, uh, you know, we were talking a a while back about the Build Back Better bill 
at, at some point, these negotiators reached a framework agreement, and then nothing happened to that to, to that legislation. And so um, they're really going to have a lot of work ahead while they craft the language to make sure everyone is on board in terms of how it's crafted and what it's actually going to do. This is just, you know, a broad outline of what they actually want to do. We'll see how it all plays out. It blows my mind that we weren't looking into the juvenile records of an 18-year-old who wants to buy a weapon. I mean, I know juvenile records are sealed for a reason, but in this case, uh, uh, that that was surprising to me. I mean, it, I guess it never occurred to me that they, if they're looking at everybody else's records, why wouldn't they look at an 18-year-old if he or she has the same weapon as the person that is checked? It's just, that was uh, surprising to me. I wasn't familiar with that. Well, we'll see where this goes. Faith, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Faith Abube there live in Washington, D.C. for us and for ABC News. Like the, the idea that I at 18 could go into a gun store and buy a weapon and they wouldn't look into anything. <laughs> Listen, you at 40 should not be. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, day two of the uh, January 6th committee hearings today. He's become detached from reality. And there were some some sharpening of some tools. Uh, The points are being made by this committee. We'll talk about what it is that they're doing today when we come back. You're such a good friend. I love how you leave me at 40. That's so nice. You'll always be 40 in my eyes. And you'll always be 47 to me. We are in the middle of Swamp Watch and talking about what's going on in Washington, D.C. And we talked about sort of this framework that's uh, experienced, this framework that is coming out from a bipartisan group of senators regarding uh, some sort of legislation regarding gun control. The other story that's going on in D.C. right now is that uh, the Democratic-controlled House continues its January 6th hearings into the riot at the Capitol that day. And uh, there... There was supposed to be a long time, well, not long time, he was only a few months in the job, but a uh, campaign director, Bill Stepien, for Donald Trump, who was going to testify today, not necessarily as a friendly witness, but, but was going to testify. He had been subpoenaed. And then a family emergency was the only language that they used early today. A couple sources confirmed, though, his wife went into labor, apparently. So Bill Stepien... Former campaign manager was not at the hearings, but they used some of his video from earlier deposition when it came to what it was he was saying about January 6th. I think along the way, I built up a pretty good, I hope, a good reputation for being honest and and professional. And I I didn't think what was happening was necessarily honest or professional at that point. Um, Among the things that he testified to in that deposition and others did as well, was that they were trying to convince President Trump not to go out on election night and claim victory, that there was still a lot of work that had to be done and a lot of votes that had to be counted that night. Yeah, I loved the words that that guy used when he said, I can't remember the particular words Trump used that night, but I could tell he disagreed with me and he let me know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Bill Barr was another one who continued to testify. At least they continue to show video from all of this. He talked about having a conversation with the president at one point after the election and saying to him, hey, uh, our Department of Justice is looking into all of these different allegations of voter fraud or anything that would move the needle one way or the other, and it's just not there, which obviously disappointed the president, and then he left the office. Our role is to investigate fraud, and if and we'll look at something, if it's if 
it's specific, credible, and could have affected the outcome of the election. And and we're doing that. And it's just not they're not they're just not meritorious. They're not pan, panning out. And as I walked out of the Oval Office, Jared was there with Dan Scavino, who ran his ran the president's um, social media, and who I thought was a reasonable guy and believe is a reasonable guy. And I said, uh, how long is how long is he going to carry on with this uh, stolen election stuff? Where is this going to go? And by that time, uh, Meadows had caught up with me and uh, leaving the office and caught up with me and, and said uh, that uh, uh, he said, look, I, I, I think uh, that he's becoming more realistic and knows that there's a limit to how far he can take this. And then Jared said, you know, yeah, we're working on this. We're working on it. Uh, this, none of this looked good uh, today for, for former President Trump, and that was the whole point of this committee is, is to continue to point the finger at the guy. Um, the other specific and somewhat laughable comment that came out today was another advisor, Jason Miller, who when asked about election night, who was in the president's ear telling him, you got to go out and declare victory because if we set it up that way, it's going to be harder for anybody to go against us. Was there anyone in that conversation who, in your observation, had had, had too much to drink? Uh, like Mayor Giuliani. Mayor Giuliani. Oh, no. Only- he had to have said so much to drink that it's remarkable even now. Yeah, because right? he's always had a reputation for a sure. guy who has a couple of glasses of something ready to go. So anyway, this is the second day of these hearings. They'll continue. I think Thursday they have another round, although I don't remember when the next primetime version of it is. Most of these are going to be taking place during the day. All right. Coming up next, we will talk about all the fears about a possible recession pounding the markets worldwide. And it looks like Wall Street's S&P 500, at least, has tumbled into what's known as a bear market. What it all means for you, your 401k, where we're headed, we'll get to it. Coming up next on Gary and Shannon. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40, dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 